Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Thursday morning. And uh, trust everybody is doing well today. Of course, every time I come on, you see me on this phone and I'm trying to uh, get everything posted on my pages and groups and all that good stuff so everybody can watch simultaneously and don't have to worry about sharing it uh, later on. So uh, I do hope everybody's doing well. So far, so good. Everything seems to be I don't want to jinx it, but it seems to be humming and uh, putting along this morning. Uh, yesterday was a total nightmare of a mess uh, with my electronics. So uh, let's praise God that it's working this morning and that it will uh, continue to do so until we complete this uh, morning's devotion. So if you have your Bibles handy, if you want to turn to your, your Bibles, uh, we're going to look at James chapter 1, verse 5. For those on the church website, of course, I don't have the ability uh, right now. I mean, I have the ability, but I don't have the equipment hooked up uh, to display the scripture uh, this morning. But uh, for those watching on social media, uh, I will bring that scripture up so that you can uh, read it along as I do. All right. James 1, 5 says, If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. All right, or given him in the King James. I added two there, and that was, did not belong. So, all righty. And, uh, of course, as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, let's look at, quickly, the definition of wisdom. The definition of wisdom is the ability to discern or judge what is true, right, or lasting? You know, when you read, the, you see the definition of wisdom. Oh, it's very interesting. The ability to discern or judge what is true or right or lasting. You know, when we speak out against things that are controversial, uh, when we speak out against things as Christians that we know are contrary to the Word of God, the first thing, the first thing that people want to throw out there is you're not supposed to judge. Well, time and again, God's Word tells us that we are to judge. We are to judge righteously. We are judged by the same way we ourselves will be judged. We are encouraged to judge. We will judge the angels. And to we have to pray for wisdom and as we see here in James 1, 5, that any man that uh, lacks wisdom, let him ask and it be given to him liberally. And when wisdom comes, we have to have proper discernment and judgment to discern between what is right and what is wrong. How are we supposed to be the salt of the earth? How are we supposed to be that light of the world of darkness if we don't use judgment uh, in regards to what is biblically correct, what is politically correct, what society may say in contrary to that of what God's word is. So when people try to shut you down and say you're supposed to judge, that's, that's just exactly what they're trying to do is shut you down. And that's why, you know, we have to speak the truth in love. Now, I, I am the first one to admit that I've been uh, aggressive, uh, particularly uh, on social media in regards to different uh, social agendas, and I was not showing the love of God. I, my intentions were good, but I was not presenting the gospel in a loving way, and uh, and I hate that. Uh, I really regret that. I wish I had uh, approached it in a better way uh, and not uh, offended people. But um, so let's, um, oh, Teresa says to, to pray for her husband. He's having a stress test. Hey, Teresa, we will definitely be praying uh, for him that all goes well and he'll get good results on that. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the difference between wisdom and knowledge, all right, let's take a look at that for a second. 
there is a distinct way. You can have knowledge without wisdom, but you can't have wisdom without knowledge. And, uh, you know, one prime example is um, to have knowledge without wisdom. Say you take a gun, for example. A lot of people, uh, uh, of course, are offended when it comes to uh, the conversations of gun. Now, this one here is a is a fake gun. It is not real. I got it at Smoky Mountain Knife Works many years ago. It's got a plug on the end of it, so it's, it's not uh, not real at all. But uh, just just a toy. But um, knowledge is owning a gun. Okay, knowledge is owning that knowledge is owning a gun. See, I like to uh, I like see I could be an old west gun gunslinger. But knowledge is owning a gun. But wisdom is knowing when to holster it. All right, and when to pull it out and use it, and when not to use it. Okay, so that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom: to know and discern when to, to apply uh, something as dangerous as a gun, when to use it, and when to holster it. And uh, so just like, uh, say, for the Ten Commandments, we can have knowledge of the Ten Commandments, we, could have, we can memorize the Ten Commandments, but wisdom is applying it. We can have knowledge of God, but wisdom is loving God. And so that's the difference. You see, in fact, in Proverbs um, 1, 7, let's see here, Proverbs 1, 7, Going over here, Proverbs 1 7. I don't have that on a slide, so I apologize there. But uh, Proverbs 1 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. To have that, uh, and I kind of hit on that just, just briefly a little bit last night uh, for those who listened to my sermon, is that um, uh, we need to have that fear of the Lord. It's not a, uh, uh, a cowering fear. It is that healthy respect of God. The fear of, uh, uh, of not wanting to slide back into deception and sin. Uh, you know, it's not that we're going to lose our salvation, but we don't want to slide back into areas of our lives that could uh, harden our hearts, as we discussed last night. But and but we see here that a fool, all right, a fool is one who despises wisdom and instruction. You know, you could tell some people. I have worked with people uh, in the past, even before I went to the ministry, uh, that you have to try to correct uh, in, in in certain job situations. I've been in training situations, and they get mad and they get angry. But one funny situation, I guess, I was uh, working at a local uh, telemarketing uh, place here in Gray, and uh, this, this poor guy, bless his heart, he's a sweet guy, and I, but uh, not trying to be mean to, to, to poke fun here a little bit, but uh, you had to read a, um, uh, the, there's a paper you had to read, say hi, and it says insert name here, uh, hi, this is, insert name here, uh, thank you for calling, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, so when the call come in, he, well, I guess he's, where he's just so nervous, he literally read that. Hi, insert name here, thank you for calling. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 you say your name there. Say, hi, this is John Smith, thank you for calling. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not saying the man was a fool, but I don't stretch the imagination, but he was not following instruction as he should. But a fool will reject instruction. A fool will not uh, uh, take criticism. You know, I, uh, I welcome criticism. You know, of course, I don't like more people to put me down. But, you know, if there's something that uh, if I want to, when I'm preaching, you know, I, I tend to talk a little fast and people say, well, you know, you need to slow down a little bit or, uh, or you know, just like if I'm, I'm teaching a, a particular topic 
sometimes like a, a books of the Bible, I may may use notes to uh, to bring out certain points. And, and some people are like, you know, you need to you know, not, not rely on those so much. And hey, and that's good. I like that feedback. You know, if those are ways that can improve and help people learn, that's a good thing. But if you're getting angry, you're getting upset, hey, you're you're a fool that that uh, is rejecting that wisdom and instruction when somebody's trying to help you in those certain areas. So when it comes to wisdom, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to Pray to God, you know, when any man lacks wisdom, let him pray and God will give it to him liberally. We want to understand those things of God, the secret things of God, uh, those things that uh, we want God to reveal to us uh, in uh, in spiritual matters. Uh, maybe uh, we're trying to understand uh, certain passages of God's word. Maybe we're praying for discernment, for direction. Uh, you know, it may be several areas that we're looking at that we want, we're wanting wisdom. Uh, you know, I pray every day that God will give me the wisdom, the grace, and the knowledge, and the understanding of his word so that I can properly instruct and, uh, and, and spread that good news of the gospel to those who would be out there listening. Uh, because I, that's what my job, my role is as a preacher slash teacher is to teach and to instruct, uh, those in the listening audience so that they can apply that to be edified, to be equipped, and most importantly, to glorify. God, and that's that's my my whole goal uh, in this is to um, uh, to try to uh, um, help people in their spiritual growth. Uh, Teresa says knowledge on TV called a off switch when filth comes on to change station or turn it off. Yes, Teresa, that's a good point. Is uh, is to have we may uh, to have that wisdom to know when to cut those things off. We don't need to be watching. But uh, again, you know, we can have knowledge. You know, knowledge is, you know, seeing a red light and wisdom is applying the brakes. Okay, you know, so you see that difference there uh, between knowledge and wisdom. Let us pray daily uh, for that proper wisdom and pray for discernment. You know, there's a lot of, you know, Things are sketchy right now. Things are crazy. Uh, people are praying uh, like crazy, you know, obviously, for, for health-related issues, for our economy. Maybe you're trying to, you're in the middle of a job transition, and uh, you don't know whether to take this job or that job or stay where you're at. You know, that can be very, very frustrating. Uh, kids that are uh, graduating high school trying to discern, you know, should I go to this college or that college? Should I go to community college? Should I go out of state? You know, we have to pray about these things. Now, some things aren't are clear uh, as as direct. That's one thing I pray for my kids every day. Lord, give them the proper discernment and the wisdom. Uh, make it you know. Let your leading be clear uh, as the direction you want them to go. Because I, I floundered around for many years, and I just I, I wasted a lot of time uh, in my twenties just goofing and doofing and wanting to have fun. And I don't want that for my kids. I want them to to uh, you know go to school, make something out of themselves, and not be a loser like I was. I mean, now Lord. I'm talking about a loser as I was in the 20s. Now, I don't consider myself a loser now. Lord has, has brought me a long way. But then I was. I was, I was just you know out for me, and, and it was just a loser. And I don't want that for my kids. But one way if you're praying for discernment is and praying for that proper wisdom and how to apply that is pray. You know, God, you know, if you have a peace about it, is it biblical? Does it stay in your mind? You know, these are some areas that we can look at uh, to know that if we're going the right direction that God wants us to go in. But let us make sure, as this definition tells us here and uh, the, the ability to discern or judge what is true right or lasting pray for that wisdom all right pray for that wisdom because we have to make judgment calls if we don't make those proper judgment calls uh then you know we won't know the difference between right and wrong we don't we won't know what is spiritually correct or what is uh immoral well if we didn't make judgment calls uh, jails would be empty 
you know, we have to make those judgments because we have to pray for the wisdom that we are making that proper judgment uh, in all areas of our lives. As Christians, when we make those judgment calls based on God's word, based on his scripture, it will not be popular. People will hate us. And God's word has always been clear about that. People will hate you because they first hated him. They hated Jesus Christ. They hated him. So don't, you know, uh, and, and I think this goes back, and I don't mean to sound repetitive, um, but it's just I think too many Christians want that affirmation from people around them. They want everybody to like them. They can't stand the thoughts of somebody not liking them. It, it does hurt, all right? You know, uh, I, I, it, I know what it's like. Uh, believe it or not, not everybody likes me. I know, I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> but uh, sometimes my personality repulses. And uh, I was thinking this morning, I thought, you know, people I've joked with and, you know, I, I kind of get that look, either people laugh or I get people looking at me like with that look of what is wrong with you. And uh, in my attempt to, in humor, I know that I've hurt people and, uh, and turned people off. And, and it really hurts me uh, to know that because I, all I've ever wanted to do is just try to make people laugh. I like I like seeing that joy in their eyes. And, and it kills me when I know I've I've went too far in my my teasing or joking, and uh, and so we're not always going to like you know, people aren't always going to like us when we're particularly when we're spreading God's word, because what God's word said is not popular with culture and society. Culture and society is always going to change. It's always going to be on a a moral decline. That's why we have to have God's word as that light in that world of darkness, that litmus test against all things. And um, so we have to stand true and hold. And, and of course, people want to argue uh, God's word. They will say, well, that's that's what you believe. That's that's your interpretation. No, God's word is very clear. It's not open for interpretation. Now, there are things that are, are allegory and metaphorical, yes, and those things are, are pretty obvious. But we take God's word literal and at face value with what it says. It has proved itself time and again. Over 2,000 years, people have tried to tear God's word down, and it has stood the test of time. We cannot allow, you know, God hates and he abhors sin. He cannot allow immorality uh, to coexist with his word and people making excuses, pastors making excuses for sin is wrong and they will be judged for that. So when we use wisdom, let's make sure we're applying it correctly uh, in our lives in an effort to spread God's word. Mr. Feathers has just commented here on social media, says, I have lost a lot of friends because of the relationship I have with the Lord. And Mr. Feathers, that's sad to say. That's, that's very true. Uh, that uh, they uh, don't feel like they no longer... But in, the reason why, David, and I'll be honest with you, the reason why is because there's a light in you. And when light exposes darkness, you know, you turn, say if you're in an uh, old barn or something, you turn that light on with the, the rats and the bugs, everything's going to scurry. They keep standing in the light. They like hiding in the darkness. Your light exposes their deeds. It brings them under conviction. I don't know the times I've come across old friends and people I know. And uh, uh, as soon as they see me, if they got a beer, they're hiding it. Or, or if they cuss, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And I'm like, look, man. I don't care, you know. I, I'm not the guy you're going to answer to. I'm not the man you're going to answer to. I don't, you know, you, you know. But what it is, they see what you represent, and it embarrasses them, and it exposes them, and it brings them under conviction. And that's why a lot of Christians will lose good friends because they can't stand what you represent. It, it, it bothers them. They know who you are and what you are. See, it's not you they see. They see Jesus in you, and that's why they do that.
So my friends, we have to use that wisdom, that knowledge that God gives us to spread the good word of the gospel, to tell all we can. We are in the last days. It is imperative that we stand up and live for Jesus Christ, that we stand up and spread his holy word to any and all those who will listen. So uh, pray if you don't know how to properly uh, spread the gospel, pray for that wisdom. Pray for that knowledge. Pray for that discernment that God can use you in a way to minister and witness, whether it's virtually or in person. Let's find a way to be that light in this world of darkness. Let's be, you know, this opportunity that we have now more than ever to to reach people on a large scale. Uh, Facebook alone reaches billions of people worldwide. We have uh, the ability uh, to reach people like never before. That's why going back to my my book I wrote uh, for my doctoral studies is Virtual Missionaries. That's what what we are right now are virtual missionaries, and we have the ability to get out there and spread the gospel and show the light of God to all those who will listen. Not everybody will listen. Not everybody's going to hear it, and people will reject it, but we have to make that effort because when we stand before God, not one person on this earth will have an excuse to say, oh, well, I never heard the gospel. Everybody will have had heard when they stand before God. Let us have a word of prayer. And Father Lord, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you've blessed us with. Lord, grant us wisdom, Lord, as we just read your word. If we pray for wisdom, you'll give it to us liberally. Give us that knowledge, that understanding of your word. Help us to use it and to apply it for our spiritual walk and to use it to witness to others, to draw them to you. And Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and direct us as we go out and about our day to day. Be with those who are sick and suffering. Uh, that you bring healing upon them. Uh, Lord, I pray that in end to this virus that they will find a cure. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Kim Penix and Murph. And I pray that you will be with um, uh, Ginger Hood and... Uh, Linda Feathers and uh, Lord I just pray that uh, there was uh, some prayer requests that Fran had sent me that you will uh, be with those concerns uh, Lord I know that there was um, another set of, of prayer requests I said that I would pray for and, and sadly uh, it has slipped my mind but you you know that need and uh, Lord I pray that you will your will be done in that situation uh, Lord I pray you be the first responders police officers our military doctors nurses let them know that they are loved needed and appreciated uh, Lord, be with our president. Give him proper wisdom. Give him proper discernment in the leading of our country. Give protection about him and his family. And Lord, be with this nation. Touch hearts and minds like never before, before it is too late. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, I'm going to tell you something. I really feel like, you know, a lot of people make fun of Christians. I'm sure that when this goes out, people probably make fun of this crazy bearded nut with this uh, hat on. And, uh, Probably mock us for our faith as Christians. And uh, to me, it is uh, reminiscent of Noah. He was, you know, the many years it took him to build the ark. And many years, now remember that, many years it took him to build that ark. Uh, no rain, people making fun of him and laughing at him. Here he's building an ark in the middle of a desert, no water inside. And I'm sure people were laughing at him like never before. Just like as Christians laughing at us, trying to tell people that Jesus Christ is returning. Uh, when those flood waters came and uh, Noah and his family and the animals were safe on that ark, people screaming, trying to get in, and God closed the door of that ark. And the people, when those flood waters rose, 
realized at that point it was too late. I think that's what's going to, uh, not I think, I know what's what's going to happen. People are laughing at us. They're mocking us, mocking our faith, mocking the word of God, mocking Jesus Christ, making fun, laughing at us. One day we're going to be raptured out of this world. And they're going to look around and see all these people missing and gone. And they're going to fall on their knees and realize then it's too late. The groom is coming for the bride. Make sure your lamps are lit. Make sure that you are ready. Jesus Christ is coming. And you can mock and you can laugh. But I'm telling you right now that uh, God is real. Jesus Christ is real. So my friends, if, or if you're watching this, if you've not made that profession, if you do not pray that prayer that I prayed this morning, I urge you to pray and accept Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Time is coming to an end. You know, just like there's storms that are blowing through here, you can sense it, you can feel it. Animals act different when there's a storm coming. I don't know if y'all have noticed, I don't know about you all, my animals, they're acting kind of weird and kind of different. They know something's up. They know, and I think in my heart, they know that uh, they're sensing something big is about to happen. I sense something big is about to happen. And I think that is uh, Christ's return. Now, I'm, not, I'm not Nostradamus. I'm not trying to predict that well, Christ is coming tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I'm not saying that at all. Now, the angels in heaven don't know when Jesus is returning. But I feel like that time is very soon. Something big is about to, about to transpire, and, and that could be it. So I hope that you are ready and that you are prepared. Uh, well, if you all, uh, and, and Mr. Feather says, get on board, the water is fine. Yes, sir. Um, if you'd like to share these devotions uh, and uh, on social media, you can find me here at Dr. Young 77 If uh, your friends or family do not do social media, which many don't to this day and age, uh, you can find me on YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young, and you can subscribe there and watch these devotions uh, as well. Uh, after I do these, I get those uploaded and or uh, you can subscribe uh, free of charge on Apple iTunes, the Doc Young Chronicles. It's all audio, no video, but you can listen to the daily devotions, past sermons uh, of me and my father, and uh, the podcast that Brandy and I do every Saturday at 6 o'clock. So be sure and uh, subscribe there and listen as you're going out and about your day. So hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.